The Word in the World. You're listening to The Word in the World podcast, a resource to help make the world around you make sense. Let's zone in and share with each other our knowledge, encouragement, wisdom, and understanding. This is The Word in the World. Welcome back to The Word in the World podcast, where we bring you topics, talk, and truth. Everything from the news to the New Testament. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. We are in our second, third, or what are we going to call this? Second? Second, second installment of yeah. our series. Yeah, that's on, a good question. Is this the second or the third? Right. That's why I was right. like, because the major you. key was like the opener to this prayer joint. Yeah. yeah third and then installment. The second, I guess we'll say, was the previous about why would Jesus pray? Yeah. And now we're going to talk about... In this third installment, mm-hmm. um, Jesus' posture Ooh. in prayer. Oh, posture. And mm. this concept of posture in prayer was brought to the table by none other than the honorable. Here we the go. The most stupendous. Here we go. The indubitable. <laughs> <laughs> the, the indubitable. <laughs> Mr. Ray wow. Watson. Watson. <laughs> That is an essence. Uh, Detroit, Detroit Ray. Ray. Sure. Nah. Detroit, Detroit Ray. Ray. <laughs> but Yo, yes. Glad to be back. Once yeah. Again. After go. a while, yeah, we may just have to be like, so Ray is here with us because yeah. you've been <laughs> on here enough. But nah, I think it's just fun to give Ray the big intro. Thank you. I take it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So we got a pretty dope topic to discuss and hopefully uh, feed you guys today, get some. Hopefully God opens some hearts and ears and eyes to receive a word that will just grow us all closer to him and understand him better. Yeah. So I guess first off, let's talk about what we mean when we say posture. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Because like as we talk about, mm. I guess, like the different scriptures uh, that we're going to bring up in this episode, we're kind of talking about like how jesus prayed right Mm -hmm. there there are certain things that jesus would do when he went to pray but it's not so much what he's doing physically Mm -hmm. that is of utmost importance it's his mentality right like what is what is he demonstrating to us through these like physical acts these Mm -hmm. physical acts that he's Mm -hmm. doing right there's something deeper happening there that we um, hope to bring to the surface so mm-hmm. when we talk about posture, we're really talking about a particular mentality that he has as he approaches prayer. Right. Yeah. And if, if anybody else wants to clarify that a little bit more. I think that, no, uh, physically, it. there is a part physically. And then, like I said, mentally, and then the posture of his heart. Mm-hmm. I think that's key. Mm-hmm. The, the posture that his heart was in when praying to his father. And mm-hmm. I think... Sure, Jason's got some scriptures. Oh gosh, to uh, lead us off well, on that note. <laughs> why? I guess I got some questions first, right? What kind of if if you let's say you guys have kids, right? Mm-hmm. When your children want something from you, mm-hmm. what mm. are your expectations from them in terms of how they present themselves to you? In terms of what they say, how they say it, yeah, um, all right. that kind of stuff. What do you guys? And I'm gonna say I'm not I'm not asking what you get 
Because yeah. Marcus looking at me like, well, hello, bro. Yeah. I, I get I uh, like something thrown eye. in my head and then a demand. And then. <laughs> I like when um they bow. Ha. <laughs> this dude. <laughs> you know. What are they, something uh, about seeing their knees on the floor just, <laughs> it does it for me. You know, and when they kind of lifting oh, their hands man. up, oh, they lifting their hands up to me. Do they call you your okay, mo- Jesus. most gracious, <laughs> most gracious father? Most gracious Something about father. that, man. It just it gets my heart every time, Mister Daddy. Know. It's like, nah, I don't get anything like that. <laughs> most gracious daddy. Nah, but for real, what do you, you know, mm. what do you expect from them? Because I'll tell a story first. Yeah, okay. I, I might have told it before on the podcast, but um, I was hanging out with my best friend. I was in middle school. He was in high school. And we were really close next door neighbors, really close with his, you know, parents and stuff like that. And one day we were hanging out and he was like, yo, we should go do this, this and this. Like, let's just say, let's go to the park and play ball. And I was like, word, we should go do that. And he was like, all right, yo, just go ask my pops if we can go do that. I was like, all right, cool. So I went in the kitchen. I was just, his dad was at the table. I'll never forget this, like reading a magazine or something. Yeah. By himself. And I just walked in the kitchen. I was like, hey, can we go da 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 and he just stopped and looked at me and he was like, don't ever approach me and ask me to do anything yeah. like that ever again. Yeah. No, you cannot go. Go back in the room and you guys just hang out here. Dang. And yeah. I was like, you know, when like an adult get like that with you when you're a kid, you like, oh my God, like yeah. you're freaked Dang. out, dude. Yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. You know, I don't even remember. But like, and it didn't really resonate as much until like I began to develop a relationship with God. And yeah. These, these types of conversations that we talking about with like heart posture I was like whoa like I was out of pocket but mm. like it made me realize like hey, well, if I did that to a man how much do yeah. I do that to God like just on some careless so yeah yeah I think it's um like when my children come to me understanding like my son does it all the time like he understands like he has access to everything in the house you know what I'm saying but at the same time like he understands that it's not, he can't just go and pick up stuff and, you know, like he knows that he can watch TV, right? But he can't just go when he wants to, mm. you know what I mean? He has to come and check with us like first. So he kind of know. like my wife kind of really drives us home and I'm, I'm thankful that she does it this way. But it's like he has access, but it belongs to daddy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It belongs to the parents. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like if you really, really want it, you got to. You got to acknowledge the parents, you know what I'm saying, as a part of that getting what it is that you're asking for, Mm. you know. So he won't just like go pick up my tablet. He'll come to me now. And it's funny that you ask this question now because like in the recent, you know, like the last week or so, he started doing this thing and I taught him to do it. But he'll come up and he'll say, he'll ask his mom, you know, he'll be like, mommy, have I done all the things that I need to do in order to do such and such like that? You know what I'm saying? So he knows like. If I if I've done all the things, if if, if you know if I'm coming correct, basically, mm-hmm. I can have the access that I'm looking for. Wow, you know, and so like seeing that, it's it's really pleasing. You know what I'm saying? Like rather than him having this attitude, like where the tablet at? You know, where, where my tablet at? And he really talk about my stuff. You know, <laughs> like like that kind of a thing. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Dang. What, what hmm. about uh? I'll ask you, Ray. Like, what if? I think that's a specific instance of like them wanting something. What if like they need something? Mm. Like if they're doing homework, what is the, I guess, protocol in that kind of situation? Is it more lenient? 
you know is it is it a, a bit more like can they just come out and just be like hey dad can you just come help me with this or is it you know the same type of expectation from you in terms of i guess their posture of like daddy do you have time right now i need you know or can it just be like hey dad i have this i have can, i need help right now yeah i think if it's a need all they need to do is ask wow. and as their parents you know if like like you mentioned homework and that's one of my areas uh working with the kids with their homework and so if he needs help with something yeah he gets it right but if it's like oh i want this toy it ain't gonna be the whole it's not outright that's interesting dude yeah it is. i don't even know where that conversation yeah. goes but that's very interesting yeah. but so something i was gonna say in um this whole posture thing mm. in recognizing that in terms of position when jesus was um on earth he was the son Mm. And he prayed to the father. And so in that sense, there's a certain level of respect, like from the get go, Mm -hmm. because of position. And, you know, like even with our kids as their fathers, their posture from the get go has to have a certain level of respect Mm -hmm. simply because of who we are. Mm -hmm. And so um, in terms of posture, I think respect is like foundation starting point that's what we're going to start from mm-hmm. There's a certain level of respect in how you even approach I me mean, like you said you're not going to come like hey where my tablet at ho 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 <laughs> like i said you're getting out of pocket like yeah you forgetting who's who in this relationship mm. and i think jesus modeled that position perfectly like recognizing in this position i'm the son he's the father mm-hmm. do all respect glory and honor and so my posture is i'm i'm coming correct yeah like yeah. with reverence yeah and love and it's all out of love it's not like a you know dictator warden of the prison type of deal mm-hmm. it's like no i love you so much yeah. i want to honor the relationship and the like you said the order of this relationship as mm-hmm. it is i think uh the because i'm I'm thinking of scriptures that say, like, you know, anything you ask according to his will, you will get. Or um, I'm not even going to try to freestyle it. First John 5 and 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we had asked for. Mm. Like what this posture to God should be that allows us to have confidence to go to him. You know, there should be um, caring, generosity, giving. It's like this heart change that now your posture is right to come before. Can we deal with our children? And then listening to you talk about, like a sidebar to the episode, but like if you have a fault with somebody else and one of my children is like fighting with my other child and then comes to me and ask me for something, I'm going to immediately think about the fact that you have this altercation going on or this you or mm-hmm. give you anything. Wow. Can you find that scripture? About. It, uh, it, it says, um, it, if you, basically like, if temple. you pray, mm-hmm. but you have uh, issues with your, those issues with your fellow man, mm-hmm. and then come back to me and pray. Yeah. I think it's and I'll Matthew. hear your prayers. I yeah. think it's part of the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I wasn't even trying to, you know, like elaborate on it too much. I'm glad you referenced that scripture, but it's like, 
it's just kind of a quick sidebar. Like, no, that's a good sidebar. Though. As you come to Christ, like you know, and you think about it, man. Like even the other parables that Jesus gives, where he's like, um, like unforgiveness, right? Like the Father forgives you, but you won't forgive people. Like, mm-hmm. can you understand the um, the amount that God is forgiving you for, mm-hmm. but you won't forgive others? That mm-hmm. kind of a thing, you know. Um, it's, it's, I think it might be even two parables mm. about that, but it's yeah. like, how important is it that we are settling matters or like just kind of loving, you know, our brothers and our sisters and our enemies and our enemies. Yeah, yeah. that was, was Matthew, that was Matthew five and twenty three. Ray has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, yeah. and then et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but like settling matters, get your heart right. Yeah, and get your Get your, I guess, your horizontal relationships mm. right, too. Yeah. When coming to God. Yeah. You know, like loved ones or anybody for that matter, mm-hmm. like, could be a hindrance to your prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's essentially what we're talking about now. You're talking about, like, your... Yeah. And you see God speaking about this over and over in the Word in the Old Testament, too. He's saying, like, you know, things like, it's not your sacrifice that I wanted. You know, I don't yeah. I don't care for the blood of goats and bulls and stuff. I want your heart. He, wants, he says, he want, I want generosity. Ooh. You know, I want you to love. I want, I want balanced scales. I want a just just law and just treatment of people. Yes, sir. Treat the poor, right? Like, heart stuff. Yeah. Love each other. So, you're like, another quick little sidebar. Um, as we were talking, I thought about the Pharisees who had the appearance of being very religious and upright and holding to all these religious practices but um like jesus called them whitewashed tombs because their hearts were wicked and foul so like mm. the way they would treat the poor the way they would treat um other people would be real jacked up but then they would think they're good with with god yeah and so like wow because um, they kept the law but they kept the Jeez. law but again when you look at the, the horizontal yeah. relationships they had it was terrible yeah um and so like for us and and one reason that's such a problem is it destroys your witness mm. like mm-hmm. if you saw the pharisees and you wanted to try and get to know god but that was your example mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to have anything to do with your god if the example i have to see is the pharisees yeah Yikes. and so like i think that's one of the reasons why god would give us that scripture because if you've got beef, you know, with your wife mm-hmm. and you're treating your wife real bad and you just abusive to her, but then you praying <laughs> and you're, you know, talking about God this and God that, <laughs> but you're abusive, yeah. like you're destroying your witness and it makes God look bad. Like yeah. if you're abusing me and putting me down and you're always negative, but then you talk about God and mm-hmm. praying, I don't want to have nothing to do with your God. Right. And so... I think that's one reason why man. he would give us that scripture. Like, mm-hmm. you got issues, you got beef with your fellow man, you go take care of that. Because if not, not only are your prayers hindered, but you might be hindering that man from getting to know me. Wow. Mm. Mm. Wow. So I feel like, uh, <laughs> dang, that was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to even like get off of that. But I was also thinking like, um, we wanted to talk about like Jesus's posture mm-hmm. right and like some of the things that jesus would do as he went into prayer mm-hmm. td <laughs> uh so yeah we see at various points in scripture that like uh jesus would have i guess certain 
it just describes his actions going into pr- into prayer. Mm-hmm. So in Mark 1, 35, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. First of all, the idea of him getting up early in the morning, um, when we're talking like what Ray said, posture, mm-hmm. um, it's about this, I guess, uh, just a deep desire that is consuming enough for you to want to get up mm. he mm. probably went to sleep late probably you know because he's jesus yeah. and people are at him constantly you know wanting to talk to him and get the healing and then you get a blessing yeah you know so and then he's waking <laughs> up <laughs> get that blessing up off you. <laughs> i need something from you uh, and then he's uh, waking up before everybody else yeah and he's probably the most tired mm-hmm. you know but it's like he he just knew again back to our uh first installment fervent and effectual prayer like mm. that is the epitome of it like you you're that earnest to god yeah and your hunger to um just just talk to him yeah is that much that you would just wake up you would lack sleep and mm. i hope we're not adding to the word in this way it's just where my mind goes yeah i'm assuming that jesus wasn't going to sleep at 8 p.m you know <laughs> and sleeping until 8 a.m yeah. you know like i'm assuming he was up very late talking to people mm-hmm. um and then waking up so early just to pray you know like it's the it's that's that's submission to me and that's mm-hmm. like you know i'm gonna forego my sleep because i i love you so much and i want to just um converse with you and prayed and yeah um and i mean that that scripture also speaks to the solitude part mm. which uh bishop gunn mm. is always in solitude in a secret <laughs> in a secret place that's because i ain't got no friends <laughs> <laughs> now um the solitude just i don't know i mean all i can give is like um, my understanding right but it's like i have to get to a place without distraction you know, like where I'm not, um, when I'm praying, you know, like when I'm going to God, it's not any interference, mm. you know, so me and him can communicate clearly and effectively, you know, because I need to speak to him and I also need to hear from him, mm. you know, and you add a lot of distractions to that. Or just like when you talk about how early he got up, mm-hmm. you think about all the things that just start to happen. Because I'm thinking about us, you know, too, like just all the things that begin to unfold. Mm-hmm. you know as the day goes on you know but like when you first wake up your mind is is clear you can just think clearly i don't know um if you know again like these are the exact reasons but i'm just thinking about the ability to you know just speak to god one-on-one before everything starts going down mm-hmm. you know i don't know if i'm 100 percent right on that but like that's that's how i feel as far as like the reason as to why he would draw away early in the morning into a place of solitude to, mm-hmm. to talk to God. So the thing about Jesus is when he's around people, by his very nature, there's always a pouring out. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you see him around people, he's either teaching mm-hmm. or he's healing or he's laying hands mm-hmm. or he's giving parables very rarely do you see him around people and he's just chilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always a lesson being taught, someone being healed, someone being delivered. And so that's a lot of putting out. Yeah. And I think it's when you see him drawing away from the crowds, drawing away from people, that he has an opportunity 
to not have to pour out mm. and be used where he can just be alone with God and be fed and replenished and renewed and be filled up again. Because mm-hmm. if you're always pouring out and you're always giving, you're gonna get you're gonna get burnt out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you gotta get filled up. And I think with him knowing like what his day was gonna entail, like my day is gonna entail some healing. It's gonna entail some mm-hmm. teaching. It's gonna entail laying on some hands. So I better get it in early mm. with the father <laughs> before people start. Wow coming up to me because there's all like he's surrounded by needs mm-hmm. and so as soon as he leaves his house if he had a house <laughs> as soon as he leaves his front door he's going to be bombarded with needs mm-hmm. i need healing i need salvation i need eternal life i need wisdom i need i need i need mm-hmm. and so before he gets into all of that need i have needs mm-hmm. i need to get fed mm-hmm. i need wow. to get fueled yeah. And so I think that's one of those reasons why he would draw away early in solitude. Because, again, if he's around people, they got needs. Mm-hmm, and yeah. he's going to do his part to meet those needs. Wow. Yep. There was a uh, – oh, go ahead, bro. No, no, no. I was going to say there was uh, one more thing that you had mentioned earlier in regards to posture where you were saying, like, Jesus would – I don't want to say the wrong word, but, like, prostrate himself, you know. Yeah, or, there are instances where okay. he fell down. Um uh, Luke twenty two forty one, and he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and knelt down and prayed, "Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me." But yeah, he knelt down at that point. And so, like with that, like we were kind of talking about it earlier. Like, is it necessary that you kneel down, you mm-hmm. know, or you know, lay all the way out on the floor, you know? But mm-hmm. and we we already know, like it's not necessary to to do that in that way but there was something that was being demonstrated mm-hmm. as he was doing that mm-hmm. you know because and we we talked about it already in the first installment <laughs> you know <laughs> only reason we laugh is because this was you know originally supposed to be you know like one episode we thought about how it would be good to break all these out but um we talked about how jesus was fully human mm-hmm. in the last episode and uh, you know kind of seeing him you know we talked about how he was fully human and how he was dependent on god mm-hmm. you know and demonstrating his dependence on god so when you see him bowing down and like kneeling you know it, it goes back to what we were talking about like he understood like i am here having humbled myself mm-hmm. to be the likeness of a man mm. right knowing that as a man I need you and I am dependent on you and I must call to you to get what I need. Yeah. Right. And so I feel like this particular thing that he was doing was just a demonstration of that. Yeah. Hebrews five and seven says that in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him because of his submission. Mm -hmm. Wow. And like that scripture, I mean, uh, I was reading something that said like, the, I guess, Greek words used um, to describe him, I guess, explain the, not necessarily that he was crying, mm-hmm. but like the earnestness, the the um, power and the strength of his need at these moments, wow. you know, like it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't just um, 
a whole hum you know type of prayer mm-hmm. you know like even even he was telling the disciples like don't pray like the hypocrites don't just do vain repetitions yeah. you know mm-hmm. it's like going he was saying go into your secret place don't mm-hmm. do it in public um but it was like this very 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 deep intimacy like it says so many times how he drew away in prayer right like Luke five fifteen, like going back to what Ray said about how he was so in demand, mm. it says, but now even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. And it says, but he would withdraw to desolate places mm. and pray. Mm. And it's like, he understood. Yeah, I got, I want to do this. And I, you know, I am to do these things, yeah. but I have to pray. Wow. Like I have to go in communion and hear from God and, you know, get strengthened and, and all these types of things. So, yeah. Um, wow. It's almost like, like I understand that I'm not, I'm not doing these things yeah. on my own mm-hmm. even. Yeah. Like I need God to do these things. I'm in full submission mm-hmm. to the father. Yeah. I only do what he tells me to do. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, I can't do any of this unless I'm hearing from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. And then you can only, you can only pour out from your overflow. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're an empty cup, mm-hmm. you don't have anything to pour out. Mm-hmm. But if you're a full cup that's running over, you've got something to give. Mm-hmm. And so, again, same with Jesus. Like, if he's just pouring out and he's just giving, at a certain point, like, you become an empty cup. And I don't have anything to give. And so for him always going back to the father being poured into again, he's got something to give, mm. you know, which is a model for us mm. as believers that if you're always running, always going, always serving, always moving, always pouring out. Yeah. And you're not like checking yourself to make sure that you're being filled up and you're being poured into, mm-hmm. then you don't have anything healthy to give. You'll be trying to give, mm. but you won't really have anything to give yeah. if mm-hmm. you're not being poured into. What was I about to say? Oh, uh, just going back to the whole, um, I guess, earnestness part of his prayers. You know, he, his his prayers were like perfect prayers. We got to like always keep that in mind, too, that. You know, Jesus wasn't praying the way that we may pray and like stumbling over words or wondering even what to pray. Like he never he was praying the will of his father at Mm -hmm. all times. And it's like that is part of why we always saw the father allowing. I mean, when when we talk about Jesus as the man and God. So we see his will always being done. Because he was always asking things in the will of God. Yeah. And the one time that he didn't, that we see in the word, in terms of him saying, you know, um, let this cup pass from me, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But he still said, you know, your will be done. Yeah. And it's like, we have to emulate that same thing, you know, like, but it takes, it takes time in his word. Mm-hmm. It takes time. Also, I think, searching our own hearts as to what to pray yeah you know and it's we can pray for certain things like just things of course god wants us to you know live comfortably and supply our needs and all that kind of stuff but like at a certain point where am i going with this like psychological heart stuff we need to kind of sometimes like take time to think about like okay what do i really need right now what should i really 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 be praying for yeah what is like my 
deeper needs that I need. Mm. Like I see that I want this change physically here or I want this person to do this or whatever the case may be. But like what am I, what's really the issue in me, you know? Am I not, you know, generous enough? Am I not forgiving enough to people? Or am I impatient? Am I, you know, like what should I really, and then we'll, like I notice me myself, mm-hmm. I get closer to the things of God in terms of his will when I strip a lot of the surface prayer stuff mm-hmm. away. Yeah. And I start going like, all right, what mm. is really going on here? Oh, I should be asking for patience. Mm. I shouldn't be asking for someone else to hear me out or, mm. you know, stuff like that. That was a little side ramble, but, you know. No, I like that, though, because do. it actually ties back to, like, the first episode you know like the effectual and fervent and when we talked about effectual and fervent like effectual was like towards the purpose of the kingdom Mm. you know like am i praying for something that is towards the purpose of the kingdom and like you might think about things on a grand scale but you know any work that we do for god it starts out in our very own heart you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so like ray talked about it already like how things can affect our witness you know, so like if it if I have a problem with impatience, you know, and I'm trying to minister to other people, you know, and I'm or yeah, or I want people to look at my life, you know, and and see, you know, that God is real and working and moving, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But they all they see is my impatience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm hindering now. So like when I go to pray and I'm praying for, you know, the ability to have more patience, like that's effectual because it's toward you know the the advancement of the kingdom at this point you know yeah. it's it's in the will of god right and then we talked about the word fervent meaning like something that you are passionate about mm-hmm. so when you find you know even something like your impatience and you're like you know i'm gonna I'm get passionate about you know fixing my patience for the purpose of the kingdom mm-hmm. you know like when you just become passionate about the things of the kingdom period mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh putting out good fruit being a major part of that you know like now we're we're on a track to getting some prayers mm-hmm. answered. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Right. So even so, to add to that, right, like doing things for the kingdom, making it known. Jesus did pray loaves, mm-hmm. what two fish. He gave thanks publicly, yeah, to God first before doing this miracle, right? Wow. So you allow people to see this acknowledgement where it says like. Like, we see that he brought certain people of his disciples, certain of his disciples with him when he went and prayed. Yeah. Peter, James, John would go up with him mm-hmm. and, you know, and and then they would ask him stuff. So, like, he, and, and again with Lazarus, you know, before he raised Lazarus, it was this public acknowledgement and witness of him praying and acknowledgements for us. You know, does it mean when we're out in a restaurant saying grace? Fine. You know, does it mean... You know, posting on your social media, like, glory to God, I had a great day today. Cool. You know, like, yeah. there is this element of, uh, I guess, I don't I don't know if what, like, is he trying to show us there? Like, hey, you know, make it clear to the world that, like, you acknowledge me type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Goes back to uh, the scripture on Lazarus. 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 <laughs> as you know you you can probably uh, recall it better than i can but he was like like i'm like, like i'm doing this not because you don't hear me all the time because you always hear me father he's like i'm doing this 
this is Jesus who's already performed many miracles at this point, mm. you know, who can do it, mm. right? But he wants you to know how, you know, like how it was not yet his time and it wasn't his hour to be glorified and how at that particular time his job was to glorify the Father, mm-hmm. right? And so he was showing, you know, um, that glory. Man, that's an exciting series. Yeah. I, dude, I did not realize how much Jesus was praying. Mm. Yeah. Even when, even like, when I guess I overlooked passages when he says stuff like you know i will ask the father to send you a helper mm-hmm. send you the counselor mm-hmm. like all right all right man anything else ray all right so all right, so when you go into prayer <laughs> make sure you have the right posture make sure you posture right. thank you guys for checking out this episode of the word in the world podcast we hope you guys enjoyed it please remember to rate review subscribe and repost with the hashtag the word x the world podcast Also, we'd love to hear from you, so please send your questions, comments, praise reports, and testimonies, basically any and everything. We just want to talk to you guys. Send everything to contact us at thewordxtheworld.com. Have a great week, and be sure to check out next week's episode. Peace.